Hey, Troy. Hey, Brad. Life How are and you? Grace. Life and Grace podcast. We are back at it again. It's been a been a day or two since we've done yeah. any of these. Well, we had a holiday, Memorial Day, and we had we uh, did. you know some other things going on. Sometimes getting together for an hour is challenging, isn't it? It is when you got family and you got stuff to do and all those chores. And I had to mow. I told you, yeah, before I could come over. You I mowed. Sweat. He sweated. I was sweating. Yeah, I right. lost a lot of of H two O out of my system. Well, so Brad a good, way, good way to spend a uh, Sunday yeah, afternoon. Rewarding. Probably felt good at the end looking back it, on it. Huh? It looked good. I wasn't feeling good doing it. <laughs> it was hot <laughs> or muggy. I guess more humid than anything. Mm. It's not hot, hot yet, but. Well, we thought, um, <clears throat> you know, just getting in here today and, and just carrying on some conversation just about the times we've had over the last couple of weeks with family and friends and, and some of the things we've probably cooked and eaten and oh yeah, and, uh, community um, and just uh, kind of fill uh, everyone in on what we kind of do in those in those uh, moments, I guess, with our families and friends. And it was, it was a good time. Yeah, we had a really good time. Uh, Memorial weekend, we went down to our middle daughter's house her and her husband lived down in oklahoma so we went down there and we spent uh friday saturday sunday yeah we came back monday had a good time walked around through the wichita mountains mountains in oklahoma there are mountains maybe not to those of you in colorado or some of those other mountainous states you don't think oklahoma and kansas having any mountains but we have something what we call mountains did you keep up okay i kept up fine we our little trail walk at least it wasn't too bad um, saw a lot of Buffalo they got in this, uh, reserve area. They just got Buffalo just walking, walking around behind the fence or are they, you know, no, not even, there's some areas that are fenced that they don't let us in. It's not really to keep them from wherever, but they had a lot of fences and they were actually open where the Buffalo just walked from one field down the side of the road to the other opening in huh. the fence. I mean, we're talking, he probably, they probably walked about a hundred yards. They knew that where they were going, they could have walked across the street right in front of the cars, but they walk right down the side of the road and they go right into the other opening to the other grazing lands. It was pretty cool. Did, did you see recently in the news where a girl tried to pet a bison, no, a wild bison in Yellowstone? Yeah. It kind of went after, or maybe it was a guy, I don't know, but either, either way it happened. Don't, don't, uh. Assume those big animals are friendly. <laughs> They're not cows. And I wouldn't even pet some cows that are in a field because some people not re- may not realize that by looking at a cow and a bull, <laughs> immediate difference. By looking at them at the face, uh, they come across the bull instead of a so-called docile cow. They might be in trouble. Have you ever been cow tipping? Um, it's uh, statute of limitations of... Yes, <laughs> they're gone long yeah, time, long, long time ago. Yeah, catch, I them, had, catch them sleeping in a field, oh. and you run up and push them over. Yeah, we had cows, so I didn't have to run very far. <laughs> <laughs> we had cows and steers, so yeah, they'd sleep every once. We didn't push over the milk cows; we would have got in trouble probably. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, at least you were humane about it. Yeah, we just pick on the steers. They've already been, you know, hurt and hurt anyway. So well, it doesn't hurt them, does it? <laughs> No, but when they become steers, it does, I think, a little bit. To tip them over while they're sleeping? No, to make them steers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that might be painful. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, you're right. I just wondered. <laughs> I was under the impression somehow because they were steers, tipping them over bothered them more. Uh, well, <laughs> I was just, I don't know. It was That's, just funny. Well, we, uh, Memorial Day weekend, we spent the, the whole day at a friend's and we had a smoker going and grill going and we put the, we put the grill and the, and the smoker up on the flatbed and took it over there like the Beverly Hillbillies. Ah, very nice. And we made shrimp kebabs and shish kebabs, and they had dove kebabs and all kinds of stuff. So it was really good. And then uh, we took, uh, took uh, actually, that was Saturday. We took Sunday yeah. off, and then Monday we had uh, Stephanie, my wife's family, over here and made a brunch, breakfast, and had all the still had all the grills on the back of the trailer. <laughs> so we did it two times in one weekend, and, and it was a good time. But, gosh, I was exhausted at the end of it. It was you know, to have fun is, is not very relaxing sometimes. It wears you out to have fun sometimes. Yeah, we, I mean, I, I can't say, you know, I wish I would have been here, but I wish I would have been here, but I'm glad we went and visited, uh, you know, the kids and got to watch, the, you know, go see Buffalo instead of hanging out at the lake with you guys. But it looked like you guys had fun from the pictures that uh, were posted. It was, it was a blast. And then, of course, Getting getting reacquainted to normalcy is, is challenging too after a weekend yeah. like that. Just, okay. I was exhausted on Tuesday after it was all over and back at it doing pitching lessons and and uh, you know trying to get stuff done around here. So yeah, I had we're to back go, in the real world. I had to go. Yeah, exactly. I had to go back to work to rest up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go put it. Go go do that uh, nine to five or six thirty to four thirty, whatever the actual hours are. Right. Get back to that normalcy. But uh, the week before that, I got to, um, as you know, our church has been doing the summer. We've taken off from our groups that we have. At our church, we do small groups, and I've talked about small groups. Brad got me into my first small group, like I said, 10 years ago. But during the summer, we take those weekly small group times off and because we kind of go with the school, right? We go with the school uh, time frame. So I signed up for with the, the push and the, uh, nudge from our pastor to do the backyard barbecues. So where once a month guys come over to my house and we grill, or in this case I grilled and they brought food over, but man, it was some good food and some good time. Everybody sat around and talked and nice. well, had some good ribs. I know that, that, uh, the grill that you got is, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of technique involved with it. So it sounds nice. like you're, you, you've gotten to a place where it. you're doing pretty good. So I can't I like wait it. to come over and eat. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to make some more food. I told them though, I'm not, I'm not taking the whole day off for ne- <laughs> for this month. So I'm not going to spend, cause it takes a solid, as you know, you grill smoke. It took a solid six hours just to do the ribs from, oh. from, start of the smoker to taking it off the smoker that didn't count the prep work but just six hours of cooking time just for the ribs that i did you don't have to do them exactly like i did it but i did those that way so i mean it was a solid seven seven and a half hours of prepping cooking serving food i was tired successful successful nevertheless everybody got full so we had a good time yeah as was ours everybody everybody ate good but uh you know um as, as we're going through these types of conversations and, and, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to make light of the fact that, you know, not everybody maybe has the, the opportunity some, sometimes that we, no. 
may get and and vice versa there's sometimes there's people that get a lot i guess more glorified opportunities than we get but nevertheless it's uh, you know memorial day there was a purpose behind it yeah. you know as far as people that came before us and have passed on and and you know just to recognize those people and i know uh you know in my own life the the elder people that i had around me were um you know some of the wisest people i feel mm-hmm. like that i could have been blessed being around and and um you know taking full advantage of that i really i really like sitting around um with the generation that came before me and and just talking about their lives and what they experienced because it's so different i mean you think of just the generation gap you know that and then you start looking at the our kids you know and and the 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 interest you hope what you know carries on but uh it's just uh, it's a shame that that a lot more people don't see the 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 quality in an elderly person and and uh, what they have to offer as far as knowledge and experience. Yeah, and I'll I'll be the first one to admit that I was I was one of those that probably didn't take advantage as much when I was younger. I was uh, for the most part, you know, raised by my grandparents uh, for the most of you know, the week, my mother is also involved in my upbringing as well, but I had these two, these two old people telling me what to do all the time. And maybe I didn't, uh, always listen to them the way uh, when I was a kid growing up the way I, I should have. Uh, and then my grandfather passed when I was only 14. So I didn't really, once I matured enough, didn't have the opportunity to go back and ask those questions that I, I wished I would have asked because he was very knowledgeable. Just like you're saying, this guy could do physically do anything, uh, when it came to building stuff, you know, he could build a house. He built the barn, uh, over here next to your property by himself, uh, which was pr- pretty amazing to think he did put all that up there by himself, really for the most part and dug and, and, uh, built a basement, the foundation for the house we put on top of it, or he put on top of it. So, yeah, asking those questions from from them about how to do things or how how we should be mm. is probably even more so what you're talking about. And so, in some ways, you know, my grandmother was a, a pretty good Christian uh, lady. She wasn't perfect. She she did things that that you know uh, maybe weren't perfect, but her intentions were usually pretty pretty good, pretty good, pretty biblical. Uh, she taught me more than I realized. I know that until I turned 18, 19, then I could start seeing some of those things pop out. But I had some, some moments with my grandmother when I was young, when my parents got divorced, you know, I hung out with her at her antique shop and that was a really interesting experience. I look back on it and I'm very fond of that time. But then I went through a phase as I got into my later teens and, and, uh, you know, adults didn't mean so much to me anymore. And, And then as I got into baseball and, and, you know, and dealt with some different, uh, coaches and, and influences. Um, I, I, I ran into a lot of the, the previous generation, you know, the yeah. old school baseball guys. And, and that's when I really started to realize how much of an affinity I had for, you know, the guys that, that, that lived in, in times when there was wars and there was, you know, there was turmoil in the sixties and, you know, so many things mm-hmm. that we're so blessed not to have to deal with in our generation yeah. and this generation. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, something to say uh, about that for sure i mean we've we've had a little bit of our wars here lately and that memorial weekend also you know to speak of that is to also celebrate uh, not just 
all of the people that have passed, but also to, you know, give tribute to their, our veterans, uh, past and, and future and present really all combined. And, you know, with that, while we were in Oklahoma, I know we mentioned this to you, I've mentioned this to you and you saw some of what I'm talking about. We went to where, uh, Brittany and Jordan do their CrossFit. They're big into CrossFit, these young 25, 26, seven-year-old people. And they're in pretty darn good shape. And what they did this Memorial Day, this past, and I know it's done, it's been done for quite a while, is this exercise called the Murph. And it's to celebrate this one particular person, more specifically, his name was Michael Murphy. And he was a young, like, 26-year-old man in the Army. Maybe he was 29. At the oldest, he was 29. 26 or 29 years old. When he was killed, uh, I believe in Afghanistan, in one of those areas. But he used to have a daily routine where he would run a mile, do 100 pull-ups, do 200 uh, push-ups, do 300 uh, squats, and then run another mile. And I don't know if he did it daily or not, but he did it quite often where it became his thing. And so to celebrate him and the other veterans, they do this exercise in their CrossFit. On Memorial Day. On Memorial Day. And the ones that are really into it try to do it exactly as I listed in as quick a time as possible. And there's people who can do that in like 50 minutes. Wow. And I I, I don't think I can do a pull-up right now. <laughs> so how, how shape I am at. Yeah, I, I'm saying, and not only would I not be able to do it, I'd probably hurt myself in the meantime. <laughs> I don't know if I can just hang, <laughs> just hang anymore for very long without it hurting yeah. and just pull all those muscles. Well, all I the way down. don't move how I used to. Was, we were playing hacky sack. Speaking of uh, the Monday, we we had Stephanie's family over on Memorial Day, and um, after we ate, we all were hanging out and and we played a little guitar and sang a little bit. But then we started playing hacky sack and. Back in the day, I was I was really good at hacky sack, and so you know you still can see yourself up here. Oh yeah, doing it the way you always did it, but then you start moving. You're like, oh man, I better not try that. And and I started realizing, like, whoo, I'm a one shot Charlie right now. Just you hit, you throw it to me, and I'll hit it right back to you. Now I wasn't that bad. But I was very sore. No juggling on two. No, a little bit, a little, little bit. bit. You know, I hit it three or four or five times, and then it and then it becomes laborsome. It's like get rid of get rid of the yeah. thing. But yeah, I'm sore Tuesday. Oh my! I think I pulled a muscle in my lower lat or rib cage uh, muscle or something. I never was very good at hacky sack. I didn't spend a whole lot of time trying to do it either. Mm-hmm. Just not something I ever got into. Well, I I think For, it was just a fad when I was in high school. I, you know, I yeah. had a tail too. I I it just it just went along those. I was you a little a tail? hippie, a little hippie maybe. Oh, you mean your hair? I'm my hair. I have like a literal tail. Yeah, I identified. Uh, no, geez, I, I, I just a tail Rat. in my hair, and yeah. I don't know. It was a foot long, and, and oh. uh, played a lot of hacky sack, and and uh, probably did a lot of things I shouldn't be doing, but also, yeah. fortunately, it was you know it very involved in baseball and athletics and things like that, and you know I wanted to make good grades because I had to to be eligible for baseball, yeah. so. You know, limitation was was my motto. <laughs> Everything in 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 moderation, not limitation. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know that I. Well, well, what we did for fun around here, ran around with the neighbors down the street, and you know, we shot each other with BB guns and things like that. Which I know you've had some experience with, also. 
But yeah, we would that and didn't play a whole lot of hacky sack, but we'd throw footballs and baseballs around to have fun and, and see who could run the quickest, you know, down the road, mm. that kind of thing. But well, that was a nice thing about our era is we spent so much yeah, time it outside. outside. It just, and that, I mean, I, I think it's more because our parents wouldn't let us come in. So just go outside and play, get yeah. out, get out from under us. You're and driving run. us crazy. That's right. So we would go outside and, and make things up. Um, you know, it was nice for me having brothers and they were both older. So I always took the brunt of whatever game we played, but nevertheless, it was, it was a very creative yeah. time. And, and uh, being outside, you know, I think it has its other benefits too. You kind of, you kind of figure things out on the fly, and and yeah. you do some things you probably realize I probably won't do again. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are some stupid I things I might have duplicated. Yeah. Maybe I'll stand back a little yeah. further. Yeah, next time then. I'll try it from here instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a different outcome this time, I'm sure. But you know, we had so many more freedoms. I I remember in high school. Um, you know, we had open lunches, so we would oh, you know, yeah. at lunch that we would, we'd go out and eat somewhere and come back and, and you know, and we had nutrition break in the morning and another mm-hmm. break in the afternoon. And, and I remember having, you know, later on in my high school, having, having these teachers aid, um, classes where I, I had enough credits to graduate. So instead just to fill my day, I'd be a teacher's aide for the driver's ed class or for oh, yeah. Stephanie. My wife now was my girlfriend. Then she was in photography as a teacher's aide. And the same time I was in mm-hmm. driver's ed as a teacher's aide, and we basically create a couple papers and, and go hang out and talk, you know? So <laughs> it's just like, uh, it just, you know, there was so many more, uh, less, less strin, less strict, strict as far as rules were concerned. And I guess for good reason, I, I don't know. We got, we, we got mm-hmm. a lot of ornery situations, yeah. didn't get caught a lot, but the freedoms, <laughs> you know, they, they allow you to kind of, yeah get get out there and do some things which um you know i'm fortunate that our girls mm-hmm. didn't get into at the same time maybe it would have been a blessing in disguise yeah you wouldn't have enjoyed it as much on the other side no as a parent <laughs> as a parent isn't that funny the things that we did we don't want you know that's that's normal i don't want to see you all do this we did it and it was dumb we had fun yes but you shouldn't do it <laughs> well i mean you know such things as uh, I remember, ben, you know where Benjamin Hills is, the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Well, yep. if you go through there, there's no curbs. It's just all the yards and the, the streets. So you could yeah. take your car into anybody's. And I had a couple of friends that had this, like, rat racing path yeah. through Benjamin Hills that incorporated a couple of people's yards and things like that. You know, and I, and unfortunately that, that happened. And, and there was times mm-hmm. where I remember, you know, we'd get on top of North High School where, where yeah. you know, where I went to high school. And, and one time we all you know, indulged in some, some bear beers. And, and we all, I think it was 10 of us climbed up on North high school and there's this tower at North high school. And on the, on the top of it, there's a door on the roof. So of course, nobody knew that until they got up there. So uh, someone, I'm not going to name any names, kicked mm-hmm. the door in for the tower because it's a tradition at North high when you're a senior to go in the tower and to be able to sign your name, but nobody right prior to being a senior gets to go in there. It's like, it's like, uh, the ultimate yeah. honor, you know? So anyways, I, I was not one who ran across the tiles three stories up <laughs> as they broke underneath every footstep and kicked in the door. But nevertheless, no. I was there when the two helicopters and a whole bunch of police cars <laughs> surrounded the place yeah. and I'm running down the guilty road. in association <laughs> for sure. Now you're trouble. So, right. So five of us got away, five of us got caught and, and nevertheless <laughs> we all ended up getting caught. And oh, I think, it, I think it cost us $200 a piece for the damage Ooh. to the door and the tiles. And 
of course we were suspended for a couple of days or but no harm meant right but the harm done the harm done <laughs> physical yeah building a, property i guess but right well was luckily none of you fell off well one guy did jump off of a higher wall than he wanted to and bumped his butt on well, the ground that was the extent of the injuries he couldn't run anymore <laughs> He was done. He got nabbed. <laughs> myself, myself, and, and one of my good friends, again, unnamed, yeah. were hiding under a bush by the river, and here comes a helicopter down the river with a spotlight. So we take off to this bigger bush, get about halfway there. I, I decided we're not going to make it before the light, so I ran back to the, the place we started at, and he went to the other bush. So when the cops came running down the bank of the river, they grabbed me <laughs> and made me lay on the ground. And as I did, my friend is 20 feet away from me. I'm looking at him eye to eye. He's under the bush. They hadn't found him yet. And, I, <laughs> and you didn't scream. No, well, that's good. I didn't scream. Didn't holler. Didn't but there's a lot up. more to that story. But that's one of my high school escapades. We well, don't have to bear all. No. 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 That's not again, not, not something I would recommend to today's youth. No, and I, I didn't, I didn't break anything, but I also climbed on. Well, wait, not no, near no, as a high as school. To be clear, I didn't break anything. You didn't break either. anything. I was, I was, didn't I break was into up anything. there. That's I got, what I'm yeah, I I'm never ran you. across the tiles or went. In Somebody, the, I got down off mention. the roof, and as the police came, I was already on the ground. <laughs> So I got a little head start on everybody. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't keep running. I stopped and tried to hide under a bush. But the dry ice and water bottles in the River Festival, when you could, you know what those do? Can't say they. You just put dry ice in a, a plastic water. bottle and put water. Oh in, yeah, put the lid it's on. Not it'll, good. It'll like, blow boom. up after a boom. Yeah, just a little boom. It's not a. Just yeah, harmful. Not harmful. Yeah. We just right. throw them just in, the, in the river, and they yeah. float down the river, and That's then a, boom, and the and uh, it was just a fun prank. Yeah, we and didn't do a whole was lot out like on the that. river watching the floats. What did we do? We just ran around, like I said, uh, shooting each other with BB guns most of the time. When we got older, we did some stupid stuff in some cars. We'd race each other here and there, time to time, and try to turn corners too fast. I remember I was trying to crank a corner at Tyler and Forty Fifth Street. And I was in the I was in the lead in my little car, and I go to more or less kind of drift. I thought into into Forty Fifth Street from Tyler. And my buddy Kirk comes along with his mom's big old cougar and hits <laughs> the rear end of my car. <laughs> Spins me. Uh, yeah, we do stupid stuff like that. I got I got one like time that. I was a uh, me and the same guy who was underneath the other bush when I was getting arrested. We, we have this thing every year in Wichita where they, they have this medallion and they left clues in the newspaper right. for you to try to go find where the medallion was. I don't remember what the prize was. I don't either. So we're going through a park on, and uh, Riverside Park, Sims, actually. Mm -hmm. And there's these like three-foot poles that, that stick up and line the whole path of where you're driving, yep. you know? Well, me and Doug were looking at each other, laughing and next thing I know, I look up and I'm like two feet from one of these poles and I just buried my mom's front end of her station wagon her Aspen station wagon yeah. in, into this pole. And it's terrible. Cause I mean, she was, you know, we were after my parents got divorced, she, yeah. she, that was her driver, you know, she yeah. had to get to and from work with that car. So I smashed it in a pole. Of course, I didn't tell her we were screwing around. I said, there was a car coming at us the other way. And I, I either hit the car head on or hit the pole. Mom, what was I supposed to do? I, 
I opted for the pole. <sighs> so it was like I somehow twisted that into me being a hero. Uh, but, saved <laughs> saved people's lives that mm. day. Stephanie Stephanie had a little Fiat, a little uh, red Fiat her dad gave her. We were in high oh. school. <clears throat> I did the same thing you were talking about. I was in, in Midtown, and I was on 18th Street in Wellington is a dirt road. And I turned on that dirt road, and I kicked it a little bit, and it's yeah. a stick shift, you know. So, oh, yeah. And I slid out, and I hit the curb, and I popped. <laughs> my, my, my friend and my brother were behind me in their car doing the same thing only yeah. i hit the curb and they said they watched me pop up out of the driver's seat and land in the passenger seat <laughs> i don't think i heard that story before yeah that was the you didn't so, wear a seat belt back then well no none of us really did i believe much. i had some cars that didn't even have seat belts <sighs> i think all this when i was a kid they all had lap belts i did we just never used them i remember i mean did you ever did your family ever have a station wagon no, we would we would travel where we lived in Denver area, Denver, Colorado area. We would come here to Wichita because my mm-hmm. my grandmother lived here, and and of course my mom's mom. And we'd get in the station wagon and drive from Colorado. My dad would be in the front seat with the window down, smoking heaters. Yeah, and, and we were all laying in like yep. a big pallet in the back of the car. Yeah, and, uh, and nobody nobody thought much of it. But I do specifically yeah. remember one time um, we came upon a crash in Western Kansas. And it was a car flipped upside down mm. and my dad assisted in pulling all the people out of the car. And as he got the last person out a diesel came and hit the car, sticking its nose out in the street and spun it around again. And he was holding the baby. One of the, I don't know. I don't remember if anybody died or, or what have you. I was so young, but I do remember my dad holding the baby and he said the baby was chewing on something. He reached down and pulled a piece of glass out of the baby's mouth. Oh, yeah. Pretty horrific. That's but crazy. no seat belts, I'm sure, in that one. No, most likely what we had was my grandparents, we'd go, their oldest son, um, so my uncle, their oldest child, actually lived in Iowa, Fairfield, Iowa, which is a nice little about eight-hour drive, seven to eight-hour drive from here. And they had a big four-door Buick that my brother and I would take turns laying in the back deck Above the window, seat. above the seats, that little, you know, getting a little bit of sun. And that way somebody could lay across the back seat. Mm. And if we didn't lay up there as we, when we got bigger, because we were too, <clears throat> too tall or whatever to, to lay back there, we would take turns. One would lay on the seats and the other one had to lay down on the floor with the hump, with the transmission hump. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to lay on your stomach most of the time or figure something else out be comfortable but they've upgraded those cars they, nowadays haven't they no, you don't see the transition hump or the transmission humps in the back you don't see it no. anymore but yeah so yeah transmission hump you know it's the differentials whatever's running up and up and down through all of that but it uh that's yeah no no nothing we just rode back there and it was a good time i don't i mean yeah this is a lot safer <laughs> but <laughs> well it's fun uh, Safety could be relative to, to, I mean, I understand the seatbelt rule oh, yeah, because I, I mean, if I was an insurance company representing someone who got into a crash, you uh-huh. know, I want to pay a lot less money based on your in- injuries or what have you. Yeah. So the seatbelt will help alleviate that. Hopefully I um, wear them. I mean, I, we had a, I do too. I get I, dong, dong, ding, ding. You get that. Well, I mean, you know, several years ago when we were driving, uh, the the wife and the had all three kids. Well, then we just had three kids. We were on our way to your house, 
and uh, coming up on the 96 highway, coming north on Ridge, we all had our seatbelts on. Brittany, being the youngest, was actually in a in her booster seat or whatever it was, and had a lady pull out in front of me, and I hit her front driver's tire. You know, when I'm doing like 55, and we had the seatbelts on, the airbags come out, and the airbags hurt. When they, they slap you a little bit. Oh my gosh! I got the top of my head. Got a got a burn from either the airbag or the top of the. I don't know what it was, but airbag. You know, smacks out, and the kids were safe. But I watched that lady spin in a circle, and come back around and hit us on the oh. backside. Oh wow! Yeah, because I hit her instead of hitting her driver's door, which is what I was lined up for. I turned our car to hit the front of her car instead of the side of her car. And it spun her car around, like, seemed like three times. It might have just been a full turn, but it seemed like several. And came back and hit my rear uh, passenger side with her car. And then went in the ditch. So I was traveling. She was just stopped and just decided to come across in front of us. When I was doing 50, 55 miles an hour and hit the brakes. You know, I just. Now it has a stoplight there. I just had a thought, though. Because um, you were talking about the, the airbag yeah. slapping your head. Yeah. And I started thinking back, and I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing all these wounds you've had on your head over the, over, the, over the year. From your Why eye you looking at my head back of your head and the, <laughs> and the countless times I've seen shave wounds. I haven't had a good uh, razor cut to the back of my head in a while. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I've... It comes with... It comes it's, with you age. know, I, I use a, a razor, a bladed razor, and... If I got in a hurry, when you reach back and you, if yeah. you don't take the right angle, you gotta, you gotta be careful. It's dangerous <laughs> where I've taken a slap of skin to about the size of a quarter off. I did, I did <sighs> a, uh, you know, I had a speech class in college and I did it. Uh, I was terrified. I didn't want to mm-hmm. talk in front of people. I yeah, I didn't still like not it. a huge fan of talking in front of people. Um, but I had to do this speech and, and it had to been like a comparison contrast speech. And, mm. and so I did it on shaving and it's funny <laughs> you said that about cutting your head because I did it based on the different types of facial features, you know, based on being someone who's overweight, someone yeah. who's underweight, very bony mm-hmm. jawline yeah. or the giant Adam's apple. And those are danger zones, yes. you know, and, and how the razor tends to kind of get it, you know. You grab the folds if you got those, or or acne is obviously a huge problem. Yeah, and I recommended the electric razor for those. But nevertheless, it was just it was just kind of ironic what you just said that because yeah. because shaving is is a dangerous thing. Yeah, and it's it's why I don't do it. <laughs> I do it as little as possible. I do have a couple electric razors, and if I'm not lazy, that's what they're for is to stay on top of, because I, I d- used a blade yesterday and cut all everything down. Like you, I know you all care, but I got all nice and shiny, smooth. So like tonight when I get home, I'll use this little razor that I have. I little think it's palm, called the skull. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a little skull. I forget, Pitbull. We're not sponsoring anybody here. Um, and I'm obviously not a very good ad guy because i'm not speaking and i can't even remember the full name of the dang thing <laughs> but i use it on my head and shave everything down and it does pretty darn good and then i don't worry about cutting myself and then i try to you know stay on top of that but yeah it's it's so painful i got scars back there i've had a i've had a uh, a upright rack upright 15 foot tall rack 
Was that the fall? No, it was. It hit me from a full oh, yeah. fall, and I had nine stitches somewhere in here. This was just stupidity, tripping and falling, uh, chasing after a little kid at a softball game, and hit my head, my sunglasses. Oh, right. I remember that, and that I split remember. this little funky scar across here. Alcohol may or may not. I was going to say, I was wondering if there was any beers involved with that one. May or may not have. There wasn't supposed to have been any there. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, that's what happened. Well, Goddard, you can can go to those little leagues. Yeah, you can go to Little League. You can't go to a high school game and do it. Oh, is that where you were? (laughs) I didn't say I did. I'm just saying there's a cat. You may or may not be able to see the cat. Depending on how well I edit this, you may or may not be able to see the cat. Well, Knowing him, he'll make his presence known here pretty soon. As long as he doesn't jump on that camera. Mm-hmm. There he be. There he is. This is uh, this is Coleman. This is one of our rescue kitties who who uh, lived in the trees behind our house for a year all by itself. We didn't feed it, and it survived. And finally, my daughter talked me into Are you jumping? What are you doing here, cat? Taking he's, over the podcast? He's going to get you got anything? The, oh. he's, he's up yep. to no good. You got anything good to say? Anything interesting? You got any shaving techniques? <laughs> no? Okay. He's curious. He's just curious, as is the other one. We have another one just like it named Cooper, another black one. And Ow. They're, they're both pretty rambunctious. Thought you're going to jump down. You put your stinking claw right at my thigh. He'll get bored with us. Yep. He's gone. Give him any attention. He's gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that <laughs> shaving. We were talking about this. Well, I the only on. reason I I thought of that I thought when I was in that speech class if if I was going to be comfortable speaking in front of everyone that I thought if I could get them laughing or if I could get laughing that I would I would be more comfortable and and it actually went off really well and and uh, I got through it but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't like willingly I don't know that mm-hmm. I would choose that that option to go and and do speaking engagements and things like that and. La- yeah, maybe you I would. would. As long as you're uh, the biggest key, and you, as you probably know, and a lot of people, what makes people nervous is when they're one, maybe it's spontaneous and they're just, Hey, come up. I need you to talk about a subject or let's talk about something. And you don't know what you're talking about. And so then that makes you nervous to be able to come up with some things or what you're supposed to be saying. But if you know what you're talking about, you're passionate about the conversation in your case obviously baseball could be could be one of them and if you started talking about pitching and somebody asked you if you could speak i know you can you have you do no no but that doesn't mean you want that's the thing you want to do but you can do it fairly comfortably i think there's a lot of topics that i could you know wrap my head around and and talk about but i you know this is different i you know doing it in a crowd of people when you walk on stage and you're the you're the feature yeah. person that they're there to see. You know, there, 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 there's a, there's a expectation that comes with that, you know, and you yeah. know that going in and, and hence the, the anxiety, right? So it's not that I didn't do it or couldn't do it or wouldn't do it. I would, but it's, it, it would come with some, some facing of my fears for sure. And yeah. Well, my most comfortable environment. I did more or less just that as a job for four years, I got up and talked for an hour, hour and a half in front of anywhere from there's, here's the thing. I've spoke to a crowd of one, if that's such a thing. Well, okay. It depends on how <laughs> up to at one particular meeting, this was for work. I had to speak. There was about 500 people there. 
and it's the same it's the same speech it's the same information it was about uh pipeline safety so i did that for four years all across the united states i travel as you know and, and do that but i i knew what i was gonna i was up there to do i knew what i was up there to say i also if any opportunity to say something funny if something popped up i'd say something funny to get everybody involved and interactive because that was part of it as well i enjoyed it i mean i'd i'd still be doing it if I didn't have to be gone so much I to do it because that was 29 weeks a year. And you know about being gone, obviously, but that takes a little bit out of you. Well, I think it's just like anything, you know, it's like being in a crowd or in front of a crowd of people is intimidating until you do it a few times. Yeah. And just like anything, you get comfortable with it. I mean, I've pitched in front of a lot of people, you sang in front of a lot of a people. Lot of people. And, and, uh, you know, so the speech class, though, preceded all that. <laughs> yes, the, the when start. I did the speech class, that was before I had ever spoken in front of someone. I hated that stuff in school. I don't know. They force you to it. They make you uncomfortable. But I guess, you know, I guess you think about the, it's the development of a it's human. Good. It's a good thing to have to learn to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was so many times I should have probably, I'm, I, to be honest, if people back, the teachers would grade me the way they probably should have, I could have potentially still be in high school trying to pass <laughs> some of these classes because I just didn't do it. They're like, yeah, I need you to read a book and then stand up in front of people and, and give me your book report. How about if I just write it and give it to you? No, you got to stand, you know, did you right. have to do that in school oh, too? Absolutely. I did. And, and I would and, just say, give me a zero. And I was in, an, doing I was it. in an honors English class, which was, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but it was to say that, Everyone in that class was an overachiever. Right. You know, so, and I just felt like a fish out of water. I was like, I don't even want to read this book, let alone give a report on it or talk about it. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, I got an opportunity to take some of those advanced classes and I, and I don't see where it benefited me. I, I know it benefited oh. my daughters, right. but I wasn't scholastically committed. Let's say I, I, I wish I would have been looking back. I'd have done things a little different, but I had other interests. Yeah. And I uh, didn't have parents that really held me accountable in that regard. So um, we made it a point with our own kids. And my wife was, was more of an instrument of, of, you know, making sure they get their stuff done. And and it become just a natural habit for them. But it never was for me. It, it was forced. Every every school's project yeah. I ever did was laborsome. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't know that I brought any books home in high school. I didn't either. I don't think so. Oh. I mean, if I couldn't get it done... <clears throat> During school, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised I I passed. I did have I did have to go to one summer school for math because I just wouldn't turn stuff in. I didn't get it done. I didn't take it home, so I did one one year of summer school. I never that had to go stunk. to summer school, but I got to tell you, I did not. Oh, I was terrible. like you. I didn't take any books home in high school. Yeah. So I went to school in Montgomery, Alabama, and, and yep. I, you know, drove my Chevy Love pickup truck from Wichita to Montgomery, and I got a, a Pell Grant, which mm -hmm. I was on a full ride scholarship. That because for your skin is so pale, is that pale? pale? A Pell, a Pell, oh, pale. So, so um, <laughs> when I got hey, there, boy. though, I had a full ride, so I had books, tuition, room, board, food, meal ticket. I had to eat in the cafeteria, but I didn't have any money. I didn't mm. have any spending money except for this Pell Grant that I got, and. Um, Stephanie tried to get the Pell Grant. She couldn't get it because she was not, I, I guess, as an independent, she didn't make enough oh, money to yeah. file for an independent Pell Grant. So she couldn't claim her, her mother as a dependent, or her mother couldn't claim her as a dependent because she was too old. 
So she got, she Weird. got the short end of the stick on that one. Anyways, long story short, mm -hmm. I, I did not do well my first semester of college because I had zero study habits going out of college. I didn't oh. know how to pick up a book and study or how to organize my thoughts or what have you. Um, I didn't mind doing the work because I knew I had to, to, to stay eligible for baseball. But, um, you know, I, I got a, I got a, a couple of grades that, that, made me go below the, the requirement <laughs> that you had to hold, you know, you had to have yeah. a 3.0, 3.0 GPA, I think it was, to be eligible for baseball, or 2.5 maybe. Anyway, so after my first semester, I was below a 2.5, so I lost my Pell Grant, and I lost, um, um, potentially lost my scholarship, and I had to I had to grovel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was because if I told, I told, I, told, I, I cannot lose the Pell Grant. I can't right. lose um, the scholarship or I, you're going to lose a player. I'm going to have to go to the yeah. house because I sure can't do this on my own. My parents weren't supporting me. So, yeah, but um, you know, those were the stupid little things that you, you figure out the hard way. And I wish I, I wish I would have had parents, I guess, smacking me in the knuckles with a ruler when I was, we didn't actually do that to our kids, but we made sure they got their stuff done. Well, I don't know. We could probably ask him about the abuse you, you guys yeah. threw down on them. I'm sure they, they had such a hard life. They did. Yeah, terrible. No, they're they're good kids at least, and you didn't have to get on them too hard. I know, um, especially the younger one. Mm -mm. She's pretty self sufficient. Somebody sure. would rather stay home and clean her room mm. than go. Amazing. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Uh, and then and then the oldest one, she oh, got she married. She flipped a switch, and all of a sudden, she's yeah. that person now. Yeah, they must That's have learned good. it from their mother. They must be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. For sure. Anyways, we didn't really come today with a with an idea of, of uh, specifically targeting yeah. one just thing. Just want to have a conversation. Wanted to share our world a little bit, and yeah, and, uh, which it's been a fun one. I look back and I you know try to tell stories about some of the, the things that I've experienced as a kid and an adolescent, and and with relationships and hardships, and you just almost it's almost unbelievable when you think about that. And and it seems like it it was not that long ago. No. But to pack so much into such a short time, it just, it's amazing. Yeah, I went by with a blink of an eye. Yeah. Amazing. But the the memories aren't all, all bad. There are, there's a lot of really good ones. And no. And unfortunately, the older I get, the less memories I have. I'm starting to forget <laughs> things. <laughs> well, bottom line is it's just life, you know. We, yeah. all, we all live it and we all have um, times where we're going to go through things that are hard and there's going to be times where it's, everything's bliss and it just comes so easy and, yeah. and you think you got it all figured out and then you turn the corner and all of a sudden smack, you get into a car wreck, get into you know, a car or, wreck, uh, cut the back of your head with a razor, <laughs> right. right? Or just catch <laughs> your backpack up. on the door handle when you're yes. trying to be in a hurry or this, uh, it's amazing how like things happen to, to change your course. Yeah. And they, and they do that just uh, like uh, God just saying, "Hey, wake up! Uh -huh. You need to pay a little more attention." Well, I think that's that's a, that's a really neat topic in itself. As you think about, like, if you look back on your life, yeah, certain things. Like, I I I have to confess, I was thinking mm -hmm. about Haley the other yeah. day. Um, you know, Weezer, yeah, um, Haley's ex and and the father of her her son, who passed away in a car crash, mm -hmm. and now Haley is remarried to Derek. Yep, they have a kid kid together. Another yep. And I started thinking, you know, had Weezer never died in a car crash, yep, 
Derek would not even be around. Potentially. Dawson would probably not be around. He def- yeah, potentially. None and of that would be. Right. So you just think I started retracking that whole thing, yeah. you know, and then I started thinking about what would have happened if Weezer wouldn't have died in the car crash, yeah. you know, how would that have played out? And Good or bad, real, yeah. you never know. But those are the courses that um, get abruptly changed. Yeah. And there's so many things that can make that happen, you know, there's, yeah, so you should always be thankful for about where you're at. Even, I mean, it doesn't seem like things are going well. Just, you know, buckle down, hang on. You can you can get through it. It, it can get better. I don't know when and or if, but it can. Well, but you, but you have f- to be a participant in that. Absolutely. And it'll go faster if you act like a buffalo. Yes, right. Yeah, head, head straight on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Absolutely. Go, just deal with it. I mean, it's because it, it's not going away most of the time, you know, any, anything you feel heartache or. Yeah. Especially if you avoid it. Yeah. It's just, it's only going to fester and um, then you end up with worse situations, worse issues. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, absolutely. Then you, you think about all those things too, and, and it could be, you know, anything from the standpoint of a death to a, you know, a failed relationship or you know, I lost job or, you know, I just like lost my job with the nationals for obvious reasons. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, and now I'm home doing lessons mm-hmm. with kids and, and loving it, having a blast, you know, kind of semi-retired and, and, uh, just doing that to give back and subsidize my income a little bit. And, and I'm home all the time doing the your yard ex- work and groundskeeper well, stuff. Your oldest daughter is going to probably be leaning on you and and uh and the wife here That's quite right. a bit here for too long and you're going to be very appreciative of this time that you have you bet you bet hopefully this podcast doesn't come out too soon because i'm not sure she's formally announced that announced what right i like didn't you, say anything oh, oh you're right you're right what are, what are we talking about i don't know i just said <laughs> they're going to be very appreciative of you and so will you be appreciative of this time that you have available. You bet. Yeah, that's all I I'm saying. Be, I guarantee it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, there's a there's a lot of things. You know, just just the simple things too. Like you know, as a kid, you you all grow up and you kind of go your own direction. So, you know, your brothers and sisters and people that you were near and dear with growing up, you kind of everybody goes their separate ways. You know, yeah. and those those relationships kind of they don't go away. They just fade a little bit, you know, and you don't yeah. have the same intimacy or conversations or. No. And I've, you know, going along with that, I've got three or four guys and you, you know, most of them that I go deer hunting with. There's three guys that I go deer hunting with every year that I've known since, well, two of them, we more or less went to kindergarten together, kindergarten, first grade, and have known each other, you know, basically for 50 years. But we don't get to see each other uh, that often. I mean, for one, maybe twice a year for for a couple of us, and maybe three or four times a year for the other ones. But man, when we get back together, we're just as dumb as what we were <laughs> when we were in junior high, if you will. But yeah, it's just not the same. But we've all, you know, they've got kids or they've got grandkids now, and they just it's it's busy. It's hard to get together sometimes. What like so? You were just talking about your 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 friends yeah obviously you you had you've known them from the entirety of your life essentially right There's, yeah 50 years so i started thinking about like <laughs> i, I look through i look through um you know my life and my friendships that i made along the way and after my parents got divorced we moved here to wichita but i developed some friends in colorado that i still yeah. stay in touch with to this day and that was you know i was 
12 mm-hmm. years old, you know? Yeah. And so through Facebook and, you know, social yep. media, Helpful. that's, that's been an option where it wouldn't have no way been yeah. an option otherwise. Um, but, um, then, you know, I looked at my high school friends and mm-hmm. just like you were just talking about it, we, we all kind of, you know, came into, you know, knowing each other around the 13, 12, 13 year old age. And, and we've been friends ever since. So, mm-hmm. you know, 40 plus years and, we don't get together very often, but when we do, it's the same thing. It's yeah. like you, you, t- you never, ever miss a beat. And, and you, you tend to talk about the things that happened same when you were things. in high school. Like, like what was it about us as high schoolers that made us so cool or <laughs> tough, right? Tough guys yeah. or whatever. But they, you, you start really thinking about like, oh, come on, you were 17 years old. How, yeah. how you're an idiot. How much of a stud could you really been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, we do. We sit down and play. Uh, these same stories over and over again every year, deer hunting. And laugh like, and laugh never heard like we've before. never heard it. Sit there and smoke cigars and have a little sip of adult beverage, whatever it may be. And and But one thing is, a huge thing that's different is uh, we're probably going to bed at 10 o'clock. Right? <laughs> and that's a strain. Yeah. And then uh, you know, we got to get up at like a five if we're going to go deer hunt. Yeah, so we go set in a really cold we deer just, stand. We, yeah. Oh, it hadn't been that cold the last couple of years, but it needs to be cold. It's helpful for the deer, but I don't mind it when it's not All cold right. in the you morning. Enjoy so your you sit. But Being a part of fun. nature is enjoyable. Regardless. Oh, yeah. You sit there and yet haven't shot. I've had the opportunity to shoot deer the last couple of years, but I just didn't want to shoot a doe. Uh-huh. I didn't need the meat that bad. Um, you know, you're looking, you're looking for that big trophy yeah. uh, to come out, but just sitting there and listening, which I know you enjoy mm-hmm. as well, and and bird watching for in some cases, but just wildlife watching. Yeah. Every once in a while, we I've had a bobcat when we were sitting in the trees come down. I could I could heard something and I looked down at the base of the tree and this bobcat's walking by. And I'm just going, please don't climb up. This oh, yeah. Right. Like, don't climb up my tree. If you're going to come up, don't, don't, I'll probably scream I like a girl. This sucker comes at me. <laughs> so, no. I definitely don't want to get in a fight with a bobcat up in get a tree. Up in a tree, I'm coming. And plus, I'm, I'm hooked in. I can't go anywhere because for safety, I have a safety harness mm-hmm. on. So, if I were to get up, I've only got like a three foot movement. So, I'm, I'm just like, a cat toy hanging <laughs> for this dang bobcat to mess with if I wanted to. But, you know, we have bo- bobcats and tons of geese and different hawks and birds fly through. And well, I like, the, I like the fish, too. And, the, and you know, yeah. just, just the funny Same stories. Reason. The funny stories that always happen when you do this. So I, I was with my brother, Brent, and we were fishing one time. And uh, he, he, we, we both were fishing for largemouth bass with a bait caster and a rubber yeah. worm. And, and we also had a shiner, you know, one of those little live uh-huh. fish on a, on a pole just out floating around with a bobber. And, of course, his pole goes down. he got this little bitty pole, and it's just tweaked. And, and he reels in like a 16-pound catfish. Nice. And he gets it in the boat, and he's holding it. It's like a trophy, right? And it goes, bah. You ever heard catfish do that? Bah. Yeah. <laughs> and he dropped that thing and started stomping on it and cussing at it in the middle of the boat. <laughs> Hilarious. So funny. All, all along, he thought it was a giant bass, and then he got it in, and, and he dropped it and, <laughs> and screamed like a little girl, like he just did. <laughs> why would he, why'd that scare him? <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him. I don't think you anticipated it. I mean, obviously bass don't snort at you like that. No. And it, no, just, it just burped and freaked him out. 
But another time, another time that was an interesting <laughs> fish story. I was reeling in a bass, a largemouth bass, and this happened to be in the same farm pond. And this bass, I don't know, 10 feet from the boat, came flying up out of the water. And when he did, something came flying out of its mouth at me and hit me. <laughs> and it, it hit me on the shoulder, and I look, and it was just the head of a fish that this, this other oh, fish he ate. Evidently, he, he projectile vomited. <laughs> a piece of fish in my general direction. He's trying to hit you in the eye. He fished me. <laughs> he got fished by the fish. Yeah, so, so, you know, the things that happened. Now, last time me and Brent went, and, and it happens every time we go fishing, something dumb happens. But we were coming out of the, the water, and we had to go through these tall reeds. And I'll be darned if a darn snake didn't just drop right in the middle of the boat. You know, and I'm in the back of the boat. Brent's trying to pull us out, and there's a snake between me and him. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what to do. I don't want to get in the water because there's probably scream. more snakes. Yeah, there's probably more snakes somewhere else. Oh, no, fun. I didn't scream, but I said, get me out of here. I oh guess that's gosh. a scream. That's a scream. It might not have been a girl scream. <laughs> it was a scream. It was a scream for help. That's okay. So the outdoors are great. I, I walked out my Enjoy. front door the other day. I love living out here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have some trees and some space. And, of course, we get some wild animals as a result. And I walked out yeah. my front door the other day, and there's a box turtle by the step and a garter snake <laughs> right next to the box turtle. So <laughs> I am uh, get a little, head, a little piece of wildlife every now and then. So. Yeah, he said something about you were scratching the chin of a toad. A toad. Isn't that the same day? That was a different day. Well, down here, no, it was the exact same day. Same I day. had a wildlife experience all day long. And I came down to feed the birds, and I got this little can. It's full of some black oil sunflower seeds, by the way, for you bird people. They love them. Yeah. And it attracts a whole lot of different ones. Anyways, I was getting, I look over, and, and on this probably waist-high retainer yeah. wall, there's a toad sitting on top of the wall. And the other day he was trying to jump in the garage and I was stopping him from going in the garage and he, w he wanted to go in the garage, I guess, cause it's cooler in there. Anyway. So this particular day he's down there on the retainer wall and I just started tickling him under the chin and I'll be darned if he didn't just like lift up his chin and he was like, he was into it. He was liking it. So, so then I look and I get ready to turn around and I, and I, I look down and there's a little bitty tiny toad. So I, I it must've been why he was there. He was a little baby. He must've, Took the plunge over the top Maybe. of the retainer wall and couldn't, couldn't get back rescue. up. Rescue toad. He was stuck in the walkout area. <laughs> yeah, wildlife. We haven't. We had like ten turkey. This has been several weeks ago. We had like ten turkey walk down our back uh, fence to the west. Brandy walked outside and the turkey. She started hollering. She got a little bit of a video of it, but they're just all walking north right down the fence line and. I can see him through the bedroom window. I happen to be in our bedroom at the time, which also luckily faces that direction. And I'm like, where, where in the world are they going? They're walking to a residential area. I don't know why they were going that way. Somebody maybe feeds them down that way. Maybe, but they finally, they kind of finally wandered back off west towards the fields and the trees. But well, we I, hadn't, used... I hadn't, that's the closest. I mean, they were literally on the other side of our fence. Well, we used backyard. to get a bunch of turkeys and as you know, li yeah. we used to live here and turkeys and deer. And, and, uh, where's one time we, I think we counted 18 or 19 deer frolicking around on the ball, on the baseball field. Like a little baseball game was going on. that The deer were playing, but every now and then we'll still see a deer or a fox yeah. or a coyote, or we saw a wild turkey the other day, but it's just one. It's just, there's a lot less occurrence. Yeah, Wichita is pushing us this way. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a whole lot of 
flipping duplexes being built right now, taking away a lot of the farmland and stuff. By the flipping, I'm assuming. I'm assuming I was trying to back off what I want to say, <laughs> and I did. Full stinking, flipping, stinking duplexes. I mean, I know they serve a purpose, but I don't know why we're building hundreds and hundreds of them. No, and the par- giant apartment complex right now. Oh, there's a, several of them. There's one up further west, just a couple miles away from this one too. It just makes you wonder, like how how come there's so many people in need of a place to uh, live? You know, it's like. I, and I understand there's a homeless issue, yeah. But, but generally, homeless people can't afford to go pay rent at an apartment. No, because those are well over a thousand dollar apartments. I would think so. And so, the duplexes are probably pushing closer to eighteen hundred. Well, there's got to be two thousand brand new apartments. It's crazy. Where are the people coming from? I don't. We'll see when they get done how 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 they fill up how quickly. Yeah. But and then there's still quite a bit of quite a few, few new homes being built around here too well with the economy the way it is and inflation the way it is i would think that that would all slow down but it, i just it doesn't, it seem, just doesn't seem like i was where are all these people coming from where are they getting their money yeah i don't know i don't i maybe i need to change jobs i don't <laughs> know <laughs> somebody's making more money than me lots of people are but yeah i don't know but that's definitely hurting. I mean, there's a lot of farmland that was here. I mean, I feel I can already hear myself. I feel like those old guys we used to listen to, you know, you're saying you should listen to. But this place sure looks different than what it did when we were in school. Oh, yes. It's, it's different than just oh, when wow. we moved In the last we 10 years, 20 here. years, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's amazing the growth that's happening. We live in, um, you know, Wichita, Kansas, but on the northwest side where the, there's a maze the suburb. suburb and, and maze is a, a pretty popular it's a great Suburb, school. Good, good school. Where I went to school. Nice. Yeah. My daughters went to school. <laughs> Your daughters yeah, so. and our kids. Um, but um, with with that, there's just there's so much I don't know, people moving here. People so. want to be in the school district. And so they are building homes. They're building duplexes and apartments. We're Taking And I think maybe of- some of that is to get different levels of people people uh, whether they are in their financial states where it's so not just the high-end rich people that are because there's a lot of yeah five hundred thousand plus home i mean i drove through an area uh east of here within a mile less than a mile of your property and there are nine hundred thousand dollar homes down there who, well, who think- in the world they build in a whole I know they dredge out, they dredge out these giant holes in the ground because it's all old river bottoms so they take all the yeah. sand and they use it to make concrete and whatnot. And then they end up with these big pristine sand pits, holes in the ground that are all full yeah. of clear water. And then they develop them. And, and of course, if you're going to put a house on a lake, you want it to be a pretty nice, nice house. And so, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, there's a lot, there's some older houses that there, were here around the area way back that are around that are smaller, but, um, you can just tell that there's, there's all this, they're trying to take advantage in the Mays school district yeah. of with all the open land. I, yeah. I keep hoping somebody's going to come and offer me a mint for, yeah, for my like property. Three, four times what it's really worth. Right. That'd be nice. Where do I go? I, yeah. Where can you? <laughs> it's all the land it's is going to be just as much for it's me to go be, buy yes, something. Yeah. But that's so what I'm saying. I mean, so the levels are, yeah. Duplex apartments are going to be cheaper than somebody being able to buy their own home. And then you've got the different ranges of homes around here so that you can get all aspects of, uh, you know, peoples and economic wise, um, 
in your school. So it makes it more diverse, I guess, is where I'm trying to go. But good gosh, it's got to have an end at some point. But. Well, yeah, you don't, you know, I don't want uh, to diversify a place to the point of depleting it, depleting oh. what, you know, the, the quality of it, you yes. know, because uh, the one thing about Maze is that it has been a little bit of a rural Mm-hmm. area and and kind of some that was country, its appeal country living with some yeah. big plots of property and that's why we moved here to begin mm-hmm. with and then of course we wanted to get the girls out of the middle of wichita and so we brought them out here for for the same reason everybody else is now yeah. probably and and we fortunately happened upon this property that uh, your your family used to own and yeah and so you know now it's it's a high high uh high in demand for, wow. because of the school districts and, and, but you do every, every f- open field is starting to get developed into a housing community or something. So, yeah, which it's taken away, it's taken away farmland, which will cause an issue eventually if we keep doing this, you know, I was, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and if you guys aren't listening to Joe Rogan, you should, maybe some of his podcasts aren't your cup of tea because they, they don't hold back in a lot of them. But he had this gentleman on named Will Harris, the one I just finished listening to uh, today, actually. And I'm not going to be able to say exactly what the type of farming is that he does exactly because the, the terminology has left me. But he is the third generation farmer. He's in Georgia. And he used to be one of those big ag type farmers where he used pesticides, herbicides and all these things. And 25 years ago, he started moving away from all that and went all natural the way they used to do it in the 1800s, probably uh, early 1900s where the, the uh, livestock took care of the property. Mm. And then that, that way where it wasn't um, so intrusive into nature because from what he's saying, and I've heard it, and other people say this, we're killing all of our topsoil, mm. and eventually we're not going to be able to right. farm. You can only properly. farm it so many times. They used to alternate their crops too, mm-hmm. right? Where they would they would grow this do field, and then the next field they wouldn't do it. They would, or the next year they yeah. wouldn't grow anything in it. And just it just helps the soil. But all this stuff that we've been using uh, again, the herbicides and pesticides and fertilizers and different things are hurting that topsoil, and it's not really good for it the way that we're doing it today. So anyway, it's just his regenerative type farming. He says it costs him a whole lot more money to do it. And he probably makes 30% less than, than in the other way. But uh, anyway, it was just interesting. We're just killing all this farmland. It's going to make it difficult for, well, there's a lot of us in the future, but we just don't seem to care. Well, there's a lot of farmland. I, I, I know that, you know, it takes farmland, but the only option I guess would be in terms of population growth would be to go up as opposed to out. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we have to have enough housing to support the, housing. the population, but you know, I just don't see the population growing as fast as the houses are. Not I as mean, fast as they're going up right now. I mean, I didn't know we had that much, but it could be something to do with the dynamic of, you know, the, the way things are right now in in our culture and, and it seems, you know, maybe people are trying to find a, a more, I guess, reasonable place to live where it's not so expensive and they have some space and, you know, yeah. And uh, that's the nice thing about Kansas is there is some, there is space. still lots of space. Yeah. Oh, we've got tons of space that people don't want to live because there's nothing there. Mm. But 
most of these places there weren't anything there until someone got there. So <laughs> true, very true. You know, Isn't that can't, amazing? That's, I, I think this came out of my head. The whole face of Kansas, <laughs> though, is completely different from what it was before. Oh, you know, when there was just yeah. Indians here and, and there wasn't trees, it was just open grasslands. The Flint Hills are incredible. If you, if you've never seen yeah. that, you know, oh, go beautiful when it's it green, out. especially. Oh, and it just, it just looks like a, it looks like water kind of, you know, yeah. the, the wind blowing across the top of those, those tall grass blades and the way the hills are rolling and pretty neat. It's yeah. got a beauty of its own. So does Kansas, but uh, I've been to a lot of beautiful places. So I know that there's, there's plenty of others out there. Lots, but Kansas gets a bum rap. I think so. I think. Wizard of Oz was good and bad for Kansas. It was. And people just think of that when they think of Kansas and maybe tornado tornadoes, you know, that's big deer. definitely big deers. Well, a lot of people come to Kansas for the whitetail bucks. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Wheat. Yep. This Kansas popular and, crop. Yeah. We're Corn, one of those flyover maybe. States as they say. Yeah. They come and stay. It's nice. We got things to do here. And something about too, that, you know, you don't, necessarily i wouldn't necessarily want to live like this all the time but there's some there is something nice about being in such an open space that you can see the horizon and that's something that you kind of learn to love i think you know yeah. not that you can do that everywhere but when you get out in the open road in kansas you can definitely see the horizon you can see i've been in you know i was able to travel and and the job i was talking about earlier where i drove a lot of the united states drove through a lot of states and big cities and i get in some of those and I never thought that I was claustrophobic, but in some of those cities where I can't see very far for very long, I almost get claustrophobic because I'm so used to what you're saying, being able to see a mile plus. Well, two things that, you know, helped me identify with that. One was the first time I went to New York City. Yeah. As a baseball player, I stepped out of that hotel and I, I was like, I was going to walk around the city. And I was, I was kind of afraid to go too far for fear that I wouldn't be able to figure out how to get, because you can't see yeah. where you're going, you know, you just got to know your yeah, streets, streets and what happens, have you? So, but another time was, you know, I grew up in Colorado, but of course I was in Denver. I wasn't in the mountains, but whenever I go to the mountains and mm-hmm. get in the middle of the Rocky mountains, of yeah. course you're surrounded in mountains. And after about three days, I start feeling like that same way and, and kind of just a yeah. little bit of claustrophobic and just want to get out in an open, wide open space. Yeah. I've, I've felt the same when in Colorado too. It is beautiful. I love being there. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful states we have, I think. But, oh, no doubt. Yeah. In but those it's areas, than where it's a we're, lot what different. we're used to for yeah. sure. Uh, absolutely. But Kansas, you get fishing, a lot of like open ponds and got several lakes. Got the Arkansas ones. river, which is the Arkansas, the Arkansas river. That's Arkansas. And we have the river. little Arkansas river, which is a tributary that comes off of the Arkansas river. Yeah, and they happen to meet at the Indian Center downtown. The fork in the river yeah. is where the Wichita Indians used to reside, live, and yeah. that's how Wichita, of course, got its name. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of history from the cattle drives through the Chisholm Trail, and and uh, one side of downtown was the ruffians and bars, and and the other side was the townspeople. Yeah. One of my one of my great grandfathers used to be the one of the ruffians that owned a bar <laughs> oh is that right yes well, that's we'll have to talk about that later <laughs> that's good so anyways it's uh so yeah. a lot of a lot of kansas history and things that uh, you know people don't know about it but uh it's it's also you know it, it can be mundane if you're if you're yeah. out in out in the country there's not a lot to to do other than shoot a gun or 
you know. Well, I, I'm about ready for that though. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, I was. I think that was a pretty good conversation about things. Yeah, everything, anything, and everything. Everything's on the table. Yeah, well, absolutely. We'll get more precise and start to kind of hit on some topics that, uh, you know, what we what we really like to is is talking about a topic and then how it has applied to us and, yeah. in our lives and and that's just a a neat way to go about things and and I'm sure that other people will relate to some of the things that we've experienced and done and and we're just, we just just want to share. Just, yeah, we just want to share our lives and um again our podcast is life and grace for that reason just to talk about the things that we find interesting uh that you may find interesting and we never want to forget about the grace that we're given. Mm. Uh, we had communion today at church. Uh, so that was a big part of it. I'm reading a book right now that I don't want to get into talking about it now because I think uh, we're probably good uh, for today, but maybe in a week or two, we do another podcast or two. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. I know you've you've read several books that are pretty interesting, but mm. this particular one is is really about that kind of the Easter time. That's where I'm at right now, reading about... Uh, the first Easter and the significance of it. So, and the, that's where we get our grace from. Mm. So that's kind of the only reason I said that. So we'll talk about that maybe sometime and, and who knows, we just may talk about what happened just like we've just did. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, we'll talk. We'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk a lot. So that's why we're here just to do this. We'll ramble on. Bring our chats to anybody that wants to listen and, and hopefully you find them interesting and, and uh, hopefully down the road we we'll get to a place where maybe we can even take some thoughts or requests about about certain topics and things. And And we're planning on changing, you know, we did the backyard at my house a couple of weeks ago and uh, back in here in our studio today, (laughs) if you will, but we're planning on, changing it up again and maybe bringing a one or two people in at some point mm-hmm. sooner than later. Well, I think, I think just to figure that know, out, break the monotony the conversations, the more people you have, the easier they are to have. And, and, uh, we don't want anybody to get bored with we, me and you, especially if we get to rambling about the same things over and over again. But yeah, yeah. we've got some interesting, uh, friends, family that would be, it would be good to add in you bet. here and there as well. You bet. We got firemen and firemen electricians and plumbers yeah we got women and but, men and yep more baseball more players baseball players and just, i'm sure you guys got tons of at yeah one particular guy and we won't say who he is at this point until he agrees maybe to come on here that was actually that you got to coach so i know there's some uh, good stories that yeah. some of these people on here that uh, listen to us may even want to uh, uh, hear so at that time we'll see but okay i think we're done all right you done Good talking with you as usual. You too, Brad. Thank you, y'all. Talk (laughs) to you later. Bye-bye.